What's up guys, Chris and Walker back with a little mid-season review. We'll go over the table, talk about if the title is done and dusted, and hit on some players and team of the season so far. Let's go. Opening up another podcast with our favorite segment, our random questions of the week, mid-season review. So it's not going to be too random. Um, my question is: How do you? How are you feeling about our early season projection prediction of Everton and Crystal Palace being a little sluggish this year? Well, I didn't think Everton was going to be as sluggish as they as they have been. I did hit Crystal Palace pretty well, though. They lost what six or seven. Just, just, just to start the season. Didn't score a goal for like 600 minutes. Their first win was against uh, Chelsea. Chelsea, thanks a lot. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> but they have been definitely struggling. We'll touch on that a little bit later. Everton um, playing better. As for Crystal Palace. Yeah, they both are fair. playing better. But Everton, you know, they sit, what, seventh? In, no, They're sorry, ninth, ninth, actually. Ninth in the table. Um, so They still know, got some work to do. But, again, Palace up to 14th, so they've both made improvements. Yeah. Uh, my question for you, Walker, is do you still have Chelsea lifting the trophy last year as your uh, computer background? Nope, never changed it, never will. Um, I, I should have probably because this season it's not going to happen. But we'll yeah. talk about that in a minute. Um, like we mentioned earlier, we're just going to do a little midseason review. It's been a little while since we've had a podcast, so uh, we'll try to keep this fairly quick and go over some of the main points but before we get into our discussion I wanted to hit on a few stats Uh, really quickly I'm going to run down um, the table just read it real quickly and then hit on some other important stats Um, City, United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal, Burnley, Spurs, Leicester City, Everton, Watford, Huddersfield Town in 11th, Southampton, Brighton of Albion, Crystal Palace, West Ham, Bournemouth, Stoke City, and in the drop zone, Newcastle United, West Bromwich Albion, and Swansea City. Um, just really quickly, we'll, we can discuss this. Um, your top, let's go with top, uh, what are the top 10 scores? Uh, Salah, Kane, Sterling, Aguero, Rooney, Lukaku, Murata, Lacazette, Jesus, and Vardy. Um, your top producing assisters right now. Sane, De Bruyne, Silva, Ramsey, Shakiri, Matt Ritchie, Mkhitaryan, Rashford, Ozil, and how do you say this guy's name from Brighton of Albion? I'm not sure, but I would say Grobe. Maybe Grob? I'm not sure, though. Yeah, we need to probably do a little studying on uh, nationalities and pronunciations. Yeah. Not really. Um, okay, so that's a recap of some individual stats as well as some team stats, so... The first thing we have to talk about, and I, I know what our answer is going to be, but I mean, is the season already over? Do we already know who's going to win the title? It has to be Manchester City. They are sitting 11 points clear, almost what midway through. Not it's not well, quite midway, yeah, but pretty it's close. pretty close to midway through the season. They've won um, 16 games in a row. Yes, they which have, is a record, and they have not lost. They have one draw. They have not lost all season. And when will people start comparing them to the Invincibles? I think they already are. I mean, I've seen comparisons made on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, they're definitely up there as one of the best teams to ever be in the Premier League. 
Um, just the way that they can attack is unbelievable. It's un, it's unrivaled right now. It's crazy. Yeah, funny enough, um, their their only draw of the year was in the first. Was that the first match of the year? No, the second match of the year. Yeah, so they opened up with a two 0 win on the road at Brighton, and then they drew our beloved Everton, who have, you know that were struggling at that time, and then since then, wins over Bournemouth, Liverpool. Watford, West Brom, Chris. Well, I guess pretty much everyone. Yeah. Um, but that includes a a six nil thrashing over Watford, a five nil thrashing of Liverpool, a seven two thrashing of Stoke City. I mean, these score lines are just ridiculous, and no one is really coming close. Even their two ones, they don't seem that close. That's the thing against the the big sides. You know, the Chelsea, United, up. Liverpool, Arsenal, and Spurs. They dominated us. Yeah, they have won every single one, and not only just have well, they, they just won, thrashed but, Tottenham. Too, yeah, they've but. convincingly. One, it's been impressive. Yeah, super impressive, and we'll talk a little bit more about some of their individual performances because hands down, I mean, they've had obviously the best team, but we believe we'll talk later on the best player of the season. Um, Let's go through some of these teams. United, I mean, they're sitting second right now. Lukaku's been really good. You know, he did go on a little bit of a drought, but he's back-to-back goals again. Um, I think they really have missed Pogba, though, through injury and oh, now yeah. the suspension. He started off the season very hot, hot for them, hot, very hot. hot, playing very well. Um, and he went down with an injury, and since then, if you noticed, Lukaku's form hasn't been you know near what it was at the no. start of the season since Pogba's been down. Um, I know they're buds, and I know that they you know feed well off each other. Um, so I think Pogba hurt uh, going down. Another thing, uh, Henrik Mkhitaryan's form has dropped. Dropped. Drastically. Lately, the, actually the past week they said there was a dust-up in training between him and Mourinho. Oh, really? So, not sure, you know, if Mourinho loves to freeze people out of the team. And it's not like they're any short of attacking talent because I think that Martial has done enough this year to be a starter every week. Yeah. And when him and Rashford are both starting, then that doesn't really leave a spot for Mkhitaryan. Yeah. So, that'll be interesting. And even, you know, I criticize him just because I don't... I haven't been too impressed with him, but Jesse Lingard has, you know... He's been really, really improved. He's been very improved. Of course, they have one model as well yeah. that can dispatch. Um, Chelsea in third. Fairly good season so far. Um, you know, the only result that I'm really disappointed about is the opening day fixture against Burnley when we had the two red cards. Um, it is what it is. You know, I'm not too worried about where we sit right now. Top three is obviously the aim, and really to try to finish second, but we're fine there. Liverpool sit fourth, one point above Arsenal. Um, they've had some really good attacking play this year. Mohamed Salah has been their player of the season. and Contender um, for Premier League player. Definitely contender. Um, leads the league in goals. Leads the league in goals. And just when you were able to you know, have Coutinho, Sané, uh, Salah, uh, even Daniel Sturridge is on the bench. From but Firmino. Firmino and uh, somebody I'm I feel missing. like we're missing people. Uh, Origi. Origi, I mean, and if even, that's your seventh best attacker, I mean, even Dominic Solanke, who <laughs> yeah. transferred from a lot Chelsea, of promise, yeah, you know, up and comer, um, to have those weapons, you know, <laughs> starting and on the bench, it's it's very impressive. Kind of like what City have done, right? So far, definitely, it's I not feel as strong like the, as a defense. I feel but. like those two are definitely the, the top attacking teams mm-hmm. in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Liverpool's defense is a little bit weaker, but um, definitely impressive what I've seen so far from Liverpool. Arsenal sit fifth. Um, Probably not as good of a season so far for them. I know their fans are probably a little disappointed. Um, they, as well as Tottenham, we'll talk about shortly, but they also already have five losses on the year, um, which, again, I know we're, neither of us are Arsenal fans, but 
you can put them in a conversation with like a Liverpool and a City when it comes to just the attacking talent that they have. I mean, Lacazette brought in, and I think he does have eight or nine goals, but um, you know they just haven't been getting the contributions, you know, team wise as they have in the past. And I'll be interested to see when Santi Cazorla comes back if he can kind of help get things going for them. Yeah, I read that he did undergo another surgery, I believe, a week and a half or two weeks wow, ago. Wow, I missed that. Um, and, you know, that's guy just been injury-ridden for yeah. a few years now. Mm-hmm. When he's on his game, the dude brings so much to Arsenal, but he can't stay on the pitch. Yeah, for sure. Um, we definitely expect him to be challenging for the top four. But story of the season so far, uh, Burnley sitting in sixth. Uh, they've had some really big results this year, I mentioned earlier. The win over Chelsea on opening day kind of just propelled them. Um, Burnley have only given up 12 goals on the season, which is tied with Manchester City and Manchester United as um, the best defense in the league. So, you know, that's just a team that's going to be really strong, really compact, really play well together. They don't have a lot of individual talents as far as superstars, but um, they're just they play so well together and Sean Dyche has, has really done a good job. I mean, do you have anything to add on them? I feel like it's just a simple formula, but they do it really well and they've succeeded so far. Yeah, what they do is they have really good shape, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, when we have struggled, uh, when Spurs have struggled against them, it's been, you know, when they put everybody behind the ball and they're very disciplined in their shape. Very they don't they don't go chasing yeah, the game. Coach really well. They they stay in their shape, they stay in their formation and you know, they hit them on the counterattack, and it's been very successful for them so far. Yeah, absolutely. Next up, um, I know a little disappointing for you. Like you mentioned, you're still only a game out of fourth, really, but Tottenham sits seventh. So what's been the story this year with Tottenham? We, we see that they already have four draws and five losses. You know, it's it's been an up-and-down season. We have, we go through patches where we're hitting all strides. You know, we, we're beating the Real Madrid, the Dormans in the Champions yeah, League. Yeah, top the hardest we're Champions League group. That, and we're, we're thrashing Liverpool um, at home. But then we'll go through little spells where, you know, we get, you know, one nil defeat, you know, one-one draw, you know, then another, like, defeat. And it's just the inconsistency is what's been plaguing us this season. Mm. And, of course, you know, we can always throw – um, injuries out there, you know, Toby Alderweireld has been hurt for a good majority of these past few weeks here. Uh, Victor Wanayama, who was so key last season in that central midfield position, mm-hmm. has been hurt. Um, but it's just inconsistency. I think, like you said, we are one game out of the top four. We, if we can kind of right the ship, we have a good spell of games coming up where we don't play, you know, any of the top mm-hmm. teams until we really get to February. So if we can, con- if we can straighten out this path and you know, get some wins in the next few weeks here, especially over the Christmas break, then I think we'll be fine. But it's going to be if we can um, if we can be more consistent uh, throughout the season. Um, just to speed it up a little bit, um, le- your next four, um, Leicester City on 26, Everton on 25, Watford on 22, Huddersfield on 21. I mean, Leicester seem like they've been playing a little bit better recently. You know, we- we've talked about Everton and how they struggled early in the season, but, I mean, really I think it's been Wayne Rooney that's kind of helped them up. Yeah, who would have thought that, you know, Wayne Rooney coming from Manchester United, you know, mm-hmm. going back to his to his first club, that he would be this big of an impact on the season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we mentioned Watford in 10th, Huddersfield in 11th. Um, Southampton in 12th, probably got to be a little bit disappointing for Southampton fans who have grown accustomed to being 
um, as our good friend Nigel would say, firmly mid-table yeah, um, they, or challenging for Europa exactly. League spots. That's where they want to be, challenging for that Europa League spot. And when you're sitting 12th, you're not really doing that. Right. So next up, you have Brighton, um, who've done well to be in 13th, um, especially you know a smaller club coming into the Prem. Um, so it's always good to be, um, what is that, four places above the relegation zone. Next up, we do have Crystal Palace and West Ham. Um, a couple teams want to mention, you know, we, we, we kind of predicted, you predicted Crystal Palace being a little sluggish this year. Um, we'll talk about them a little bit more in detail, specifically to a certain player. And then West Ham United, not a team that you're going to think is going to be down at 15th. I mean, they have good players, you know, good players in their back line. Winston Reed, you know, the Ogbonas of the world. They've got solid midfielders with Lanzini and, you know, Mark Noble. And then even up front, you know, they have a lot of talent. But they've really, really struggled. Um, and then next up, we have Bournemouth, Stoke City in 17th, which you would agree. I mean, that's pretty pretty bad for Stoke. I mean, they've been pretty they've been, consistent. Yeah, they've been up in mid-table for a few years now. Um, they're, they're one of the teams that, you know, you hate to play away, and they usually give you a tough game, and they're now sitting one point from relegation. Yeah, and they're, they have the worst defense in the league. Um, they've already let in 39 goals. They have a minus 20 goal difference, which is uh, by far the worst in the league. Um, and then in the drop zone right now, we have Newcastle United, West Brom, and Swansea. Um, I would not expect this to stay that way the rest of the year. Um, but, I mean, really starting at the bottom, there's Swansea City. They've just really struggled to create chances this year um, with only scoring 10 goals. And then Newcastle and West Brom just haven't really offered much. I mean, do you have much more to say on Newcastle, West Brom, and Swansea, How what they maybe can do to get better? The only thing I just kind of want to touch on is, um, you know, Swansea brought in Renato Sanchez mm-hmm. from Bayern Munich. Um, he made a big splash. Was it the Euro that he made the big splash in, or was that the World Cup? I think it was the Euro um, for Portugal. Um, and he, like I'm looking at his last, he didn't play last match against Everton. He played five minutes the game before that. He played 45 minutes and had a terrible rating against Chelsea the game before that. You know, he just hasn't been making an impact. And when you sign someone from Bayern like that, um, you expect him, you know, to produce, and he hasn't produced at all. Yeah, so that's the table. Um, let's get into some more individual performances. I mean, there are probably, in my opinion, two people that right now, um, maybe, okay, maybe three or four people that could challenge for the player of the season so far. So the two we want to focus on is Mo Salah, and Kevin De Bruyne. Um, I think we're both in agreement. Would, would you say that Kevin, yes. De, Kevin De Bruyne is the player of the season so far? I mean, he has six goals, I believe eight assists. Um, but even when he's not, you can see him just controlling the tempo and, and dispersing the ball and really just creating their tempo. Yeah, it's not just what he brings as far as goals and positioning. And, and it's, it's positioning, it's the driving runs, it's the, the you know, balls out wide that he can play. It's it's he's just the he's the ticking talk of that team and if he's off they're off they're off even though you know he hasn't been off all season which is why they've been excelling so far but he has been the player of the season so far for me absolutely but I mean we do want to mention Mohamed Salah I mean, oh, he yeah. comes in you know he was at Chelsea a few years ago and just physically you could see like he just wasn't ready he couldn't do anything I think he maybe scored one or two goals but. Couldn't really get on the pitch, couldn't break into the team, and he goes away to Roma and improves. And then um, it was something like 40 or 50 million pounds, I believe, for Mohamed Salah. And 
to be honest, I was a little skeptical of that signing. And here he is with 14 goals. Um, he's also the only player that plays consistently that has a minutes-to-goal ratio under 100. Um, he's at 96, and it, it just feels like every game he's scoring for them. Yeah, he's been fantastic. Um, just the types of goals he can create. He can, you know, curl it in with his left. He can do a little dink, chip over the yep. keeper. He can, you know, he can be that poacher finish. It's everything. He's such an attacking threat. I think it says a lot, too. We mentioned a lot with the amount of assets that Liverpool has attacking. And we talk about it in fantasy. Like, you never want to get the – you know, you're going to want to put him for me now in your fantasy team because you never know when he's going to be dropped. Mohamed Salah is a starter yeah. every single time. So, I mean, I think that says a lot, too. Definitely. Um, let's flip the spectrum. Right. We've talked a little bit about disappointments. We've talked about some teams. I mean, we know that we know that Swansea and West Brom and Newcastle are in the drop zone. But let's talk a little bit more about one of our early season predictions. You predicted that Crystal Palace – would be relegated, and then we're a long way from there. But we definitely, you definitely hit the nail on the head that they would struggle. Christian Mateke, yeah. has he been the disappointment of the season so far, if not one of them? Well, he has to have been. You know, he signs his big transfer um, from Liverpool, and he was supposed to head the the Lions for Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace is a team that a lot know, of talent, a lot of talent, kind of like the hipster team to root for. Um, and, uh, he, you know, so far this season, he has one goal. And as far as, like, chances missed, he has 10 big chances missed where he has an opportunity to score a goal. Ten. And he trails only one, Gabriel Jesus, but Jesus has eight goals, and he has one. Yeah, I mean, like, most of those guys that are at the top of the goal-scoring charts, it's pretty much one-to-one. Yeah. I mean, on they're going to miss their chances, yeah, they're but gonna, they're also going to score Yeah, they're going to, you know, they're going to score 50 to 60% of the time of the chances that they have, but... One goal to ten chances missed. I mean, that's just bad. I mean, he's been dropped from the team, um, struggling really just to find his way right now. And I think back to Christian Mateke of Aston Villa. I mean, that's another small club that he just carried. Yeah. He gets the big transfer, like you mentioned. He flops, and then he goes back to a smaller club. And you think, all right, maybe this will be a fit. And he just he hasn't really succeeded at all. But um, I will say a bright spot in that team is uh, Chelsea Loney, Ruben Loftus-Cheek. You know, I've watched a few Crystal Palace games, and from what I've seen from him, that dude, he is... He looks very versatile. Very, he's very big. You know, yeah, like he's he a tank. He plays that uh, defensive mid I role, think back right? To, well, he, again, he they play like a three in midfield, okay. and he plays on the right. So not really an attacking mid, although yeah. he can play that, but he's a little bit further back and, like, carries the ball forward. But, you know, he has that body build of, like, a Paul Pogba. Think about Yaya Toure from Yaya years Torre. ago. Yes, not the Yaya Toure of today, but... Right. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see if he gets into the Chelsea team. I mean, I, like, supremely hope so. He's my, been my favorite youngster for a while now. Um, yeah, I definitely think Crystal Palace, specifically Christian Benteke, has been um, one of the disappointments of the season. Um, so to round this out, let's go ahead and go over our team of the season. We've talked about the majority of these people already. Um, I, we have this last in the outline, but – Let's just get this out of the way. Yeah. Pep Guardiola, manager of the season. Oh, there's there's yeah. no one. The only other rival you could see would be Sean Dyche if Burnley were to make the top four and you know, City still win. Maybe they get into a bad run of form. I think there is consideration for Dyche because like what he's doing at Burnley is it's just like Leicester City, not quite to that. But definitely um, um, Pep Guardiola. But with, when Pep, so last season they didn't win a trophy at all. I think it was his first time and maybe ever not winning a trophy. 
Um, but you saw over the summer he was able to bring his people in. He was able to bring in his transfers. You know, he brought it, he strengthened the defense, and you know he was. That's really out the that's what he really focused on is you know figuring out how do these pieces go together? How do these pieces go together? Adding what he needed to add, like a Kyle Walker or a Mendy or a, you know I think Bernardo Silva, Bernardo Silva, Danilo, Jesus, I mean. Ederson. Oh, oh my gosh. well. That was. Do we need to change the goalie in our team of the season? We might. He he's <laughs> unbelievable. But anyways, but Pep has full control of this club now, and you can see how it's paying off. Quadruple's still in play. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about this recently. I really hope Manchester City does well in the Champions League. Um, we need an English team to do well. And I we think need an they, English team to do they well. give us the best shot. Easily, they have, they have the best team. I mean, even though you know, I guess we're in it. Everyone's in it. Everyone, all five. Um, but I think City definitely have they have a favorable matchup mm-hmm. in the next round. Uh, but their their roster so deep, depth is just not really an issue with them because they can rotate and pretty most part be fine. Yeah. Um, team of the season right now we have goal, goalies De Gea. Uh, I mean I still think he's the best yeah. goalie in the league. That that uh, match against Arsenal, I think we yeah. had twelve saves. His we talked about this like we talked about just because we were talking about Neuer or De Gea. Yeah. We we would probably take Neuer all around, but. De Gea might be the best shot stopper. Probably is the best shot stopper in the world. And because of that, I think that's a little bit more valuable, you know, if better than distribution, yeah. as long as you're fine at it, which he is. Um, but Ederson, I think you can really consider it with his left foot, especially in that Tottenham match. Yeah, you saw that he could put the ball wherever he wanted to on the pitch from the goal kicks, and it's such a threat. Yeah, we'll start with the back line, of course. Um, from right to left, Kyle Walker, um, Otamendi, Espelicueta, and Alonso, I mean, right back and left back. I don't, I don't feel like there's a lot of pure, pure quality. And I don't feel like those are locks. You know, something could right. change right. Uh, between now and the end of the season. Whereas, Absolutely. You know, Adamendi, if he keeps playing like he's playing in Aspilicueta, you know. Yeah, Aspilicueta's leading assist getter on Chelsea right now. I mean, his his chemistry with Morata has been a big success story, and one of the reasons why we've been, you know, pretty successful this year. And like we mentioned, Odom, Indian, Mean City have just been incredible. But like you mentioned, you can look at the end of the year, you, you know, United defenders are going to make a case because they have a strong defense, especially with De Gea covering up some of that. Um, and then how can you not put in Alder Varel? But, he, of course, he's just been injured and Spurs have dipped a little bit. But I think we'll see a strong second half from him as well. Yeah. Um, let's actually go ahead and do the forwards and we'll come back to the midfielders. Okay. Um, so we have in Lukaku and Kane right now. Yeah, I would say also not locks. Um, no. We kind of deliberated this a little bit, especially Lukaku. Yeah, I mean, he started off the season so hot. I believe bat- bagging, what, eight in his first? Yeah, seven or eight, yeah. Seven or eight games yeah. or whatever, and he was on, on fire. Um, and then, like we talked earlier, you know, when Pablo went down, and he kind of dropped a little uh, – Lukaku dropped in form some. But, you know, he's still – He's one, back two and two the past couple mm-hmm, weeks. He's, he's still in better form. One thing with Lukaku is he doesn't really do it in the big-time games. Yeah, that's, you know, he that's punishes the weaker opponents, yeah. which before the year, though, we said, many people said United have had trouble with the smaller sides, yeah. especially at home. You bring in a guy like Lukaku, and it, and it helps cover that up, and you've got obviously quality all over the pitch. So um, Harry Kane, I think he'll finish there. But I think that, of course, we, we mentioned earlier Wayne Rooney. He's right up there at the top of the goal chart. Um, you love to see it. Now, granted, he does take a lot of penalties. He had one saved. Um Yes, or this pat. Wait, no, that was. was that, that was a tough match. That was EFL. Yes, that was a cup match. Yeah. Just kidding. But at the same time, like he's played really well for them. It's kind of a nice story though, because yeah. you know he's the all-time leading 
goal scorer for Manchester United. He goes back to his home club, still doing it. Um, you never know. Like, with Morata, he can make a push. I don't think he will, but whatever. Uh, midfielders. The obvious ones here are De Bruyne and Salah. Yep. Um, we've already touched on them a lot. You can't not have them in there. The other two, and I think they will be locks the rest of the year. The other two, Sterling and Eden Hazard. What are the chances we see those in there at the end of the year? Well, I think Raheem Sterling's been playing great this season. You know, he's he's gotten a lot of criticism from mm-hmm. from everybody about you know he's really made the leap. Pep yes, Guardiola. exactly. Pep has revolutionized his game. Um, he has eleven goals thus far, and not only does he have eleven goals, but he has some big, big time goals. Big time. Where the dude, you know, I think he has what four, maybe the match winners. Yeah, match winners, straight up, eighty fifth, ninetieth minute, you know, bagging goals and. He's been great, and then if you want to touch on Eden, I know that's your boy. I still think Eden's he's a top, you know, three player in the league. I mean, I, I could be biased and make a case for him to be the best player in the league. I mean, I think De Bruyne is right now, but overall talent wise, he's right up there with anyone. Um, he was injured, you know, he with the ankle, international duty. So not only does he miss some of the first matches, but you also miss fitness. And he's been a player in the past with our down season, wasn't really in the best of shape. So. He's finally back in form, and he's just been tearing everyone apart. So against the smaller clubs, the bigger clubs, I, I think he'll he'll be there just because his talent is incredible. Um, someone else to mention, David Silva. He's been really incredible. Um, I know he was out for personal reasons here recently. We saw Gundogan step in and score a goal, of course, because City just – that's another Gundogan. We didn't even really talk about him earlier. Yeah. But um, that's our team of the season. Um, Thus far, you could you could definitely you could definitely make a case for um, the Burnley goalie as well as some of the Burnley defenders. Um, I mean, they've just been really a surprise of the season so far. But I mean that that's pretty much it. Do you have anything else you want to touch on? I mean, looking back at the table or some of the stats. I mean, is there no, anything I mean, we I missed think we, we covered... or maybe some narratives to watch going forward? Yeah, I mean, it, it's really it's City's title to lose. You know, they're yeah. set eleven points clear if they. You know, if they start maybe having a couple games where they they lose one, they draw one, you know, they they start slipping a little. People yeah. are going to ask the questions, and we're going to see if they're composed enough to, to hold on. But yeah, we both agree they will. They're going to hold on. That's um, our prediction. Another but. narrative you see every year: finger out. You know, oh, la- last year they missed the Champions League for the first time in like, probably a little while. Yeah. Uh, right now they sit fifth. It's going to be jammed at the top. It I mean, will be between United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal, and Tottenham. With City running away like spots. It, yeah, with City running away like they are, those last three spots, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to be those. See, it's one less spot. Yeah, to fight it's going to be those teams fighting for it. And so that'll be a narrative if, if Arsenal continue to slip. Um, would Wenger be out? Finally, I hope not. Two um, of the five big clubs aren't going to make it, and you know, you're going to hear the stories of Wenger I mean, out. You know, I've heard Klopp. You know, I think I, I think that's another one. Yeah. Could Klopp be in danger yeah. if he misses the Champions League? Um, that I'm not so sure they're going to make it. I know they sit fourth right now, but I feel really confident that we're going to be there. And I'm not saying this because you're a Spurs fan. I, I think that Tottenham is the better team out of those. Other, like between Liverpool, Arsenal, and Tottenham, I, I think they're the best team. Um, you have the best goal scorer. You have the best defender in Alderweireld, the best goalie in Hugo, out of those three, I mean, I, I think that the quality will show through. We still have um, 20 games left, yeah. so there's plenty of time. A lot of time left, for sure. That's it from us. Um, do you have any parting thoughts before we uh, lock it up? 
you know, always, we have our Twitter account out there that we are so active on, uh, at QFTS901. We also have an email account, that's QFTS. No, we don't have email, we have Gmail. Sorry, we have a Gmail account, <laughs> it's QFTS901 at gmail.com. Um, yeah, we're going to try to be more consistent, maybe pot a week, you know, every couple weeks, but um, this was fun. Um, it's good to be back. Good to be back. Um, we'll see what happens today. We have some more Carabao Cup fixtures to get yeah. to the semis and Champions League in February. I know we both have really tough yeah, Barcelona and yeah. Juventus. Yeah, it's plus, be fun. plus we both have big Premier League games yeah. around then. So, yeah. lots to look forward to. Tough section of the schedule. Um, we have a new segment actually I wanted to talk to you guys about. We are going to close you guys with our banger of the week. Um, every podcast, we're going to send you guys out on a new. Uh, I guess kind of song, an EDM song that you know we are really into at the moment. Um, this one is the one. Let me tell you who it's by real quick. You never know these this house music, like yeah, who yeah. the artist is going to be or what the remix is going to be. Um, but just so you guys can get to know a little bit more about us personally, I mean, this is something we're both really into. Um, Chris first more than me, but you know, helped me get into it even more. And uh, he's about to pull it up. Yeah, so it's it's the one featuring Koss by Av and Ethix. Um, original mix, yeah. Future Magic. Uh, there's a bunch of names on here, but it's really good. Hope you guys like it. And uh, until next time. Adios. Always on the outside.